carry on with our series today of Blessed and Highly Favoured. This has been seven weeks since I've, since I've been talking about this. Seven weeks. I think it's the longest time apart from our, our sabbatical we had five years ago. And that was a wonderful time. I think I need another one. And everybody said... <laughs> oh, mate. <laughs> wow. Today I want to talk about one of my favourite passages in the Bible, and, and it really is. And I've preached for this from, from this from this passage for many, many years. And like I've been saying through this whole series, it's really difficult for me right now to not just go into my academy mode. You know, the City Gate Academy where we teach a number of things, but we teach the Bible and especially the life of Abraham. I do a whole series, in fact, two, three series are based on him. The authority of the believer, the, the series on faith and the series of the blood covenant. Those three series are all about, so that's like, that's three months <laughs> on this guy, Abram. And so I'm, I want to be really careful to not slip into that mode of 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 academy mode, but I just can't help myself. <laughs> so, just going to have to forgive me, but today we're going to turn to Genesis 16, and it says this, and just as you turn there and it starts to come up, uh, we're on a series, Blessed and Highly Favoured, and we've covered a number of things now. We've done already five weeks on this. Abram walked by faith. He walked away from the things that were destroying his family by faith and he walked into the blessing and the goodness of God and he did it. Okay, it's been seven weeks, isn't it? <laughs> and he did it by faith. By faith. By faith. He became a friend of God. He was the one who raised his hand. You know, there's a bit in the Bible that says, don't let the word of God drop to the ground. You know what? Never forget raising your hand and who you are in Christ. That is life-changing. We've understood about the power of the covenant, how the blood was shed and the animals were cut in half and the way of blood was created and God and Abram walked in the blood. You'll never be the same again if you've been ankle deep in a carcass. And that's why he did it. You'll never be the same again. You're, in, you're, you're transformed in every way and in that, in that part he drove away the vultures. And you've got to get the vultures off your life. You've got to get the vultures off your faith. The birds of the air come and try to steal away. They are not sparrows, they are vultures. Hello? But aren't you glad that we're eagles? <laughs> and eagles don't flap about in panic. They soar in the thermals of the Holy Ghost. And any eagle can take out a vulture. Amen? Hallelujah. See, oh man, I'm, I need to come back from that academy mode. Genesis chapter 16, verse 1 and 2. Now, Sarah Abram's wife had borne him no children. 
she had an Egyptian servant whose name was Hagar. So Sarah said to, to Abram, see now the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Uh-uh. Bad doctrine. God is almighty, the devil is not mighty at all. Don't get them mixed up. God's not bringing sickness and the devil's not bringing healing. Okay, just saying. See now the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Uh-uh. No, it's like when Job said the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's just like, no. People say some dumb, stupid things and they're in the Bible so we don't say the same thing. Amen? Yeah. Okay. See now, go, please. As if he needed any convincing. Hello? As if he needed any convincing. Man alive. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I'll get kids by her. And Abraham heeded the voice of Sarai, his wife. Man alive. So yeah, uh-uh. don't do that. Is that all right? Don't do that. Stay with the wife of your youth. Hello. Whether it's in your mind or whether it's physically. Hello. Just saying, yeah. 35 years and very happy. There are Bible verses that say, even in your old age, it's, it's good. It's great. Amen? Uh, that's for uh, another seminar. And Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Wow. Oh, there's so much we could talk about in all of this. Chapter 17, verse 1. And Abram, when Abram was 90. No, sorry, I've missed out a little bit. Sorry, go back to verse 15. It's important. So Hagar bore Abram a son and Abram named his son whom Hagar had bore, Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old. Everybody say 86. Okay, say 75. Say 86. Anybody good at maths here? Not difficult. 13 years. Now, we say the promise came to Abram when he was about 75. He may have been 76 or 77. All right? 75. Let's, let's just say, just for the sake of time, don't get on me with your doctrine and say, it was, it was 78 years old. It really doesn't matter for this example. But 75 to 86, 13 years. <laughs> just testing. You know what? Because we're about to go to the 13-year bit. Okay, we're about to go to the 13-year bit. 11 years. Okay, 11 years. I'm so sorry. It's just terrible. Maths was my strong point. Seriously. Okay, 11 years. When Abram was 86 years old, when he bore Ishmael, when Ishmael was born. Chapter 17, verse 1. When Abram was... 99, everybody say 75? 75. 86? 86. 99. 99. Okay. 
13 years. See, I know what I'm talking about. 13 years between 86 and 99 of nothing happening. Nothing. Zero. Nothing in the Word of God. 13 years silence. 13 years of nothing. I'm sure things were happening, but nothing that was worth talking about. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am almighty God. Walk before me and be blameless. I will make. Is that past tense or future tense? God, this is deep this morning. 11 years, 13 years. Man, he's getting us thinking this morning. Is I will make. Is that past tense or future tense? Future tense. Does Abram already have a covenant? Yes. What did he do? Divide the animals, walk in the animals. What was the covenant about? Land. Do you remember Abram said, how do I know I'll inherit the land? And God said, I'll make a covenant with you. And the covenant he made was about the land, not about a child. He had a covenant for the land, so he just walked straight into the land. Why? Because he had a covenant. I've got a covenant. I know who I am. I've raised my hand. Boom. Let's go get the land. You see, when you know what you've got, you can go and get it. When you know what you've got, if you don't know what you've got, if you don't know what you promised, if you, don't, if you haven't had that blood experience, then your emotions can get you even into your, into your maidservant. Did he have a promise for a child? Yes. He got the promise for the child the same day he got the promise for the land. If he had said, how do I know I'll have a child, we wouldn't have had 24 years of nothing. And we certainly wouldn't have had Ishmael and we certainly wouldn't have had 13 years of silence. Oh, Pastor Jay, no, I can't. That's a bit, that's a, that's a bit steep. That's a bit steep to say that. How do you know? Because I've raised my hand. Because I know my covenant keeping God. See, we're going to inject some faith into the word of God today. The word's got faith, but into our, the Bible says you mix the word with faith. And I will make my covenant. Can I put it like this? I'll make another covenant. I'll make another one. You've already got one about the land and the land wasn't the problem. You obviously need one about your child. You obviously need a mind change, a mind shift. You need to get out of hope, guess, pray, wonder if it be thy will and into the place where you're ankle deep in blood again. Because that changed you back then. You went straight in and got the land, no issue. But now we've had 24 years of nothing. Your wife's saying it's my fault, says God. And, and she's convinced you to go into Hagar, your maidservant, and you went in. You're really Mr. Abraham, full of faith and power, aren't you? You're really the one that I want the world to follow in your footsteps, not. 
I will make my covenant between you, me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. You're going to have children. A covenant about children. Abram fell on his face. Have you ever had those times with God? Fell on his face. God talked to him saying, as for me, now again, oh, no, oh, academy, I take authority over you. <laughs> you know, I just have to, I just, sorry, God. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. I'll do my bit whether you do your bit or not. I'm going to keep my side, God is saying. As for me, behold, my covenant is with you. You shall be. Is that future? Yep, you shall be father of many nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but I'm changing your name. Now you're going to be Abe, Yaham. God breathed Yah, the great I am, into the middle of Abram's name. He said, yep, we're one, but now we're even having a double-barreled name. We're putting our names together here. And when you say Abram, you say God. And when you say God, you're saying Abram because they're going to be one and the same name. Yah is being spoken into the middle. Do you know you got the name of Jesus Christ? You may be Robert Elborn, but you're Robert Jesus Elborn. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. He's given his name to us. When I stand in the presence of God, I'm not praying in the name of, Je- uh, of Julian. I'm praying in the name of Jesus, the name which I have. Do you know you've been given the name of Jesus? It's his name, but it's been given to you. It's just wonderful, 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 wonderful. Oh. For I have already made you a father of many nations. You see, as far as, far as God's concerned, he's already done it. But we've got to get to the same revelation that we've already got it. See, he's already done it. And Abram keep, keeps on saying, I will be, I will be, I will be. And God says, no, that's not how I see you as I will be. I see you as you are. As you are. A lot of people saying, I will be healed. And God says, I already see you healed. Come on, I'm putting faith in this thing this morning. I will make you exceedingly fruitful. I will make nations of you. Kings shall come from you. I will establish another covenant. My covenant, verse seven, between me and you and your descendants, plural, after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant. Everlasting means it never stops. This is more than just the people of Israel. (laughs) you need to all come to academy. To God, to be a God to you and your descendants after you. And God said to Abram, as for you, now this is your part, you shall keep this new covenant, my covenant that we're just about to set up. You and your descendants after you, this is my covenant which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Go and get a three-year-old heifer. Go and get a three-year-old goat. Go and Is that what it says? No, it says shed your own blood. Time to shed your own blood. Because you've come to such a place of unbelief, Abram. You've come to such a place of compromise. You've come to such a place where this is never going to happen. We are going to change this once and for all. Wow. Every male child among you shall be circumcised. 
Verse 15, then God said to Abram, as for Sarah, your wife, you shall not call her name Sarah, but Sarah, not Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name, and I will bless her and give you a son by her, and I will bless her. She will be the um, other over all the nations, over the nations. Kings of people shall be from her. And Abram fell on his face and laughed. Not a happy laugh. It's not a happy laugh. This is a, you must be joking, what a, what a joke. This is never happening. Have you seen her? Have you seen me? Laughed and said in his heart, you see, he didn't have the, the audacity to say it to God's face. So many Christians are sort of in the presence of God and on the inside saying, I don't believe this. On the outside, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And on the inside, well, I'm really sick. On the outside, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. But on the inside, no, oh, I've got a spirit of depression. Don't you know, Pastor Jay? And I'll fight you for it. <laughs> what is on the inside will eventually come out the mouth. And under pressure, it comes out straight away. But in the presence of God, he was not about to open his mouth. But it says, and he said in his heart, can I put it in the Melfi translation? You must be joking. You must be joking. I know you're almighty God, but this is just beyond. No way. Come on, I thought this was the man of faith and power. This was Abraham who for 24 years believed God and didn't waver through unbelief, but gave glory to God, was fully convinced that God was able to perform. Romans chapter 4, verses 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 and 18, which we're going to go to in just a minute. Man of faith and oh, unwavering, unshaking faith. For, haven't you been told that? Unshaking faith for 24 years? Unwavering? Didn't waver at the promises of God? Well, hang on a minute. What does this sound like to you? Ha, 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 Shall a child be born to a man who's 100 years old? And Sarah, look at that, who's 90 years old. Come on, get a grip, bear a child. And Abram then said out loud to God, can't Ishmael be the one? Forget all this new covenant stuff. Ishmael, come on, it's easier to work with Ishmael. You know what, when you've goofed up and you've produced something out of your flesh that should never be produced, it's time to lay it aside and not keep trying to give life to it. If it shouldn't have been there in the first place, now I haven't gone to the bit where God blesses Ishmael. God actually makes a covenant with Ishmael because he loves Ishmael. But it doesn't divert God from the promise that he had for Abram and Isaac. So many Christians trying to lift up their plan B's into the presence of God. Hello? There it is, Lord, bless this, bless this, bless this. I know I lied to get it, but Lord, bless it. <laughs> I know you told me not to do it, but I did it anyway. God, redeem it, bless it. Hello? 
See, we got to get a grip sometimes. And Abram needed to get a grip right here. And it wasn't just going to be the blood of heifers. God said, you're 99. This is going to change your life forever. Go get a knife. Oh, that Ishmael might live before you. Give life to my mistake. Now, thank God that God comes in and he, and he redeems and he does. To, and when you've made a mistake, God will sort it out. But he wants to sort it out to get you back into your purpose. Amen. Then God said, no. Everybody say, no. 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 Time to say no to some of your plan Bs. No. Sarah is going to have you a child. You'll call his name Isaac, and I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant. Now, then, verse 22, then he finished talking with Abram, and God went up from Abram. This is one of the rare occurrences in the Bible where God comes there. It's not a vision, it's not a dream, it's an encounter. It needed an encounter because Abram needed to change. He needed to get his brain straight. He needed to get his emotions under authority. He needed to get his will centered back with the not my will but your will be done type of deal. God turned up. And the first thing that God says when he turns up is this. I am Almighty God. You know what he says in Hebrew? I am El Shaddai. I am the God of more than enough. He's the God of more than enough. Aren't you glad today that he's the God of more than enough? He's not the God of just enough. We've all heard the preaching, dear God. He isn't the God, of, he's not El Cheapo. He's El Shaddai. The all-sufficient one. Hallelujah. He's got more than enough joy. He's got more than enough healing. More than enough peace. More than enough money. More than enough faith. He's got more than enough. Whenever you go to God, you don't come to an empty vat. You come to a flood of life. More than enough. He is the God of more than enough. But I've heard this so many times that God sort of came and, and said this, hey, I'm the God of more than enough. He's not. He knocked him over off his face, onto his face. It was a rebuke. Hello? It was getting him straight. He said, I am more than enough and you've got to get your act together. That's what he said. Walk before me. Be blameless. Get out of this Hagar mess. Get out of this unbelief. Get out of this attitude on the inside that I'm too old and she's barren. Get out of the stuff that you identify yourself with. Get out of the stuff that says, yeah, but I'm a depressive. Get out of the stuff that says, yeah, but I'm always going to be sick. Get out of the stuff that says, this is my identity and I'm poor. Or this is my identity. I'm uneducated. Or this is my identity that I'm disadvantaged. 
Come on. I am almighty God, says your God. I am more than enough for who you are, for everything you need. Get out of your flesh identity and get into the place where you know who you are in Christ. In Christ. In myself, I'm ineffective. But in God, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In myself, I'm weak and ineffective and in, un, in, in, insufficient, insufficient. But in God, He has made me all sufficient. See, this is about identity today. It's about identity. Are you first a child of God and then you are a person? You are first a child of God and then you're male. I'm going to go for this this morning. You are first a child of God and then you're female. I am first a child of God and then I'm white. Hello? I am first a... In Christ, there is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free. They address the issues, guys. They said, in Christ, we are all one, we're all the same. And when we identify there, the church can be an awesome place. But when we keep on dividing the body, male and female, old and young, black and white, Asian, South African, French, German, whatever. When we divide it up, we are saying we are first flesh and then we're spirit. No, my friend. No, 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 no. We are first spirit people. We are spirit. And how I identify in the world is I am a child of God. I am a believer. I am the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. Uh, that, that's how I identify Everything else takes second place. Everything else takes second place. And how do we identify? We identify heart to heart, not flesh to flesh. Hello? Heart to heart, not flesh to flesh. See, Abram was identifying with his flesh and with his wife's flesh. She's old and barren. I'm old and impotent. That's who we are. You've got to face the facts, Pastor Jay. No, we change the facts with the truth. We've been singing valleys raised up, mountains made low. See, Abram was in the valley of discouragement facing a mountain of doubt and unbelief. He was in the place of such a valley. This is never going to change. So I'm just going to have to deal with it, cope with it. And it brought him to the place of not just doubt, but unbelief. There's a difference. Doubt is, I believe, I believe, and I'm sinking here. This is, this is overwhelming me. Unbelief is storm, water, iron, iron, stepping out. I'm not doing this. I make a decision that I'm not going to believe something. See, even faith is a decision. It's a switch you turn on. 
because you got the spirit and the gift of faith. Turn it on in your life. I choose to believe what the word of God says. Abram was choosing to believe the facts. And God said, no, come on. You gotta walk, you gotta get your walk straight, Abram. I promised 25, 24 years ago, you can have a child. It needs to happen and I've left you to it and you've gone off and produced something else. So I'm gonna intervene now. Aren't you glad for the interventions of God? I am so grateful when God's intervened and put me straight again and put me back into the place of faith, brought me out of the place of unforgiveness and into the place of forgiveness, got me out of the place of identifying with the flesh to identify with who I am in Christ, get me out of the place of, oh, is it never gonna work to the place of I believe I receive. Aren't you glad God comes in and puts you straight? Aren't you glad? It's what an encounter with God does. This is why online church is not a thing. Oh, but I've heard the testimony of when somebody had an encounter with God in their lounge. Yeah, that's why you heard of that testimony. Because it happened once. Hello? Church is a place where God moves. Don't starve yourself of the presence of God. Don't starve yourself of interaction in the body of Christ. Oh, I'm enjoying myself. This is flipping good preaching. I'm going to get this download myself. 13 years of silence because he was identifying with his flesh. You never change the world identifying with your flesh. You can change the world by identifying with who you are in Christ. 99 years old, what God basically said to Abram was, get up on the inside, stir up your faith, and let's have this child. Let's have this child, Abram. Now, Romans chapter four, verses 19 to 21, not being weak in faith. Not being weak in faith. Uh-uh. I thought we just read that he laughed and said, I don't believe it. It's not happening. Not being weak in faith. He did not consider his own body. Yes, he did. I'm 99 and impotent. She's 80, 90 and barren. He did not consider his own body. Yes, he did. Hello? He did. I mean, we've clearly read that he did. And the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yes, he did. He said in his heart, she's barren. I'm too old. Do it, Ishmael. So hang on a minute. The Bible's contradicting itself. <laughs> Dodgy ground, Pastor Jay. <laughs> he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Everybody say, yes, he did. Okay, you see, some of you are going, it's that, that spirit comes on you, doesn't it? But was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, being fully convinced that what God, as the he, had promised, God was also able to perform. No, he didn't. So what is saying, it? What's, what's happening here? 
that does not add up with Genesis 17. Doesn't add up. Everybody say 75. Everybody say 86. Everybody say 99. Okay. There's a law of faith. How faith works. This is what Abram went through to get to the place of having the child. And I'm not going to go there because it's 11 o'clock. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. We will be 30 minutes or more and it's not happening. I'll preach it next week. But what I will say, it's like one of those cliffhangers. What I will say, I'm going to talk about the law of faith next week and it's flipping awesome. It's amazing. It's really good. Awesome. What I will say, because I cannot leave something online that's saying the word of God contradicts itself. It's not happening. Everybody say 75. Everybody say 86. Everybody say 99. Now say 100. This is when he's 100 years old. Clearly says, in fact, you haven't got the next scripture up there. It comes out later in the preacher's a great reveal. When he was 99 years old, he was going, no way. Just like the animals were cut in half, God went up from Abram. Abram got a knife, circumcised himself. Every male child in his house, within 12 months, he had a child. Why, nine, why not nine months? Well, he had to heal. Just saying. It's like, leave me alone, woman. <laughs> oh! Ninety-nine years old. He was going, it's not going to happen. Once blood had been shed, that bloodshed, just like it had 25 years earlier, marked him. He could have turned around and said, I've raised my hand to the Lord God, most high possessor of heaven and earth, that I'm going to have a child because blood has been shed. He went in the space of a moment. See, faith is not something that you work yourself up into. It's a revelation. You can be in a place of doubt, bang into a place of faith. You can be in a place of, oh, it's all going wrong, it's all going wrong into the place of, but God's going to bring me through without even the smell of smoke. It can happen in a moment, not because all of a sudden you get your mind working, but because revelation grips you on the inside and the Word of God comes alive on the inside and the Word of God hits him the moment he shed his blood, boom! The Word of God came in, I'm going to be a father. Don't you dare call me Abram anymore. I'm Abraham. I no longer I will be. I am in Jesus' name. No longer I will. Some of you laid hands on today. No longer. Oh, one day I'll get my healing. Near bless God, someone's laid hands on me and I've got a spirit of faith on the inside that says by His stripes I was healed in Jesus' mighty name. Come on. Boom! There is a law of faith. 
Faith is too big for me. What does it say? Dominant. Mate, have some of that. Dominion. I hope that's what it says in that, in that chant. Oh, I saw, we, we saw a film the other day and this girl had got a tattoo on her butt. And she said it says something deep. And the bloke said, no, it doesn't. It says soy sauce. It's hilarious. It was so funny. Faith is a spirit that grips you on the inside. You don't have to live in, yeah, but I'm impotent. You don't have to live in, yeah, but the wife's barren. We've had some of this stuff. You never have kids. We got three of them, all champions. Why? Because we got the word of God. Fruit of your womb is blessed. I could have stayed with I. When I stood and said the vows to Sharon, flipping heck, that was the most embarrassing to I think I need healing from it. Dear God. The most embarrassing embarrassing moment of my life standing there not even being able to say your vows to your wife you know the devil's a bad devil he wants to squash you he wants to reduce you he wants you to be impotent in your faith impotent in your family impotent in your business impotent in your finances impotent in your spirit life impotent in your relationships impotent in your in your in your job impotent in your education he wants you to be this in this place of abram abram i will be it might be he wants you to step in this morning and get the breath of God right into the middle of your situation. And get the name of Jesus right on the inside of it. That says, no, it's no longer I will be healed. Bless God, I'm the healed one. No longer, oh, well, God, my, my, oh God, please give me peace. No, I'm filled with shalom, hallelujah. And identify with who you are. Stop, keep talking about what you're gonna be. That's next week. Let's all stand to our feet this morning, shall we? Did you get anything out of that today? Hallelujah. Come on, let's give a shout of hallelujah in the house. Come on, let's give a proper shout of hallelujah. Hallelujah! Mighty God. Hallelujah. Father, quite simply, we identify right now with that which you say we are. Child of the living God. Free in Jesus' name. So many Christians trying to get free. The Word of God says you've already been set free. If you're in Christ, stand fast. Therefore, in the freedom wherewith Christ has made, past tense is free. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Holy Spirit, come on, let's lift our hands in this place today. Holy Spirit. Breathe right now. Understanding and insight. We don't have to shed blood anymore. Hallelujah. The blood's been shed. 
blood of Jesus has been shed to give us a fresh identity, a new identity. And we identify with that this morning. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Let's all declare that. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. I know who I am in Christ. Father, we thank You for it in Jesus' Name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. And right now with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you're here today and you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, but you know you need to, you know you need to come back to God. This is not a time to be half-hearted and lukewarm about your relationship with God. It's not a time to be, to be one foot in and one foot out. You know, the Bible says clearly the love of this world is hatred towards God. We love people, but the, the whole direction of the world is a mess. We have a love for God. and God said, love me with all your heart, your soul and your strength. Make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, not a handy addition. And if you're here today and you need to respond and receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour. Friend, He died for you. I mean, we are so excited about this because 2,000 years ago, God Almighty came to earth. Not as a teacher or a guru or just a prophet. He came as the Son of the living God to die on the cross, to sacrifice for your sin and my sin. See, sin will kill you. But thank God there's forgiveness and grace. I don't want to live this life not knowing where I'm spending eternity. And I know today who I belong to. I know my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Friend, if you're here today and you need to receive Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, we're gonna ask you to do one thing right now with every eye closed and every head bowed and we're gonna ask you to do it. If that's you today, you wanna come back to God or say, yeah, I need to receive Jesus as Lord. I'm gonna ask you to lift your hand in this auditorium right now, please. Say, yes, I receive Jesus. I come back to God. I get my life right with Christ. Come on, lift it up high so I can see. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, don't leave this place without knowing Jesus is your Lord and Saviour. That He's your Lord and He's in your life and He's brought transformation right on the inside and you know you have eternal life. This is not about being religious or being, well, I might and it might and I believe there's a God. No, have you declared Him to be your Lord and Saviour? Friend, you need to respond to Christ. Is there anybody here today? Wonderful Jesus. Let's all pray this prayer in Jesus' mighty name. Wonderful, thank you. Let's all pray this prayer and those that have responded. Say, Heavenly Father, thank You that You love me, that You demonstrated Your love by sending Your Son, Jesus, to die on the cross to give me life. I receive You, Jesus, as my Lord, my Saviour and my friend. I turn away from the way I've lived. I receive forgiveness from sin. And by the help of Your grace and Your power, I'll never be the same again. I receive eternal life. 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, one last time today. Let's celebrate, shall we? Thank you, Jesus.